is I get a I get a text from a buddy who runs an Instagram called Unemployed Eater. His name's Matt, yeah. uh, Mike Metz. Okay, and he married a Yinzer. She went. I think she went to Riverside, so out in like Beaver County area, uh, near Oakmont. And uh, he was like, "You gotta go here." He's like, "It's Pittsburgh style pizza." And I was like, "Okay." Well, I worked at a Pittsburgh pizza place, Pizzaiolo in Mount Lebanon, and I worked mm-hmm. there for a few years. And I said, "Why?" Well, I mean, this is audio. So I just, I just told my wife, "I was like, I'm going today." And she's like, "You're on this weight loss challenge. You can't have pizza like Wednesday afternoon." I was like. All right. First of all, don't tell me what to do. Also, tell me what to do. You're my wife. That's kind of like the, it's kind of the job. So I we I recruited our buddy Mark Ellis, comedian. He's always on the Friday show, and he was very uh, hesitant about Pittsburgh Pizza. He was like very dubious of the situation. Yeah. Because again, you kind of created a term. I did. Yeah. You know, it's it, within Pittsburgh when we eat pizza, we don't we don't call it Pittsburgh style pizza we're mm-hmm. just in Pittsburgh and we're eating pizza that's it <laughs> right, you know it's just right. saw and we're doing it yeah you know outside of Pittsburgh there's not a lot of there's nobody yet that has that, kind of kind of try to plant the flag and kind of carve out a space for Pittsburgh right. in the kind of greater pizza lexicon right if you will right that's, right that's right. what we're trying to do see and were you a pizza guy too? Were you an Aiello's guy, or did I, he, did he recruit you into this? No, I, there's no recruiting. <laughs> I grew up loving pizza, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we're all human. You know, I would bounce between Minios and Aiello's. Okay, you know, I would lean for slices. I would be more Aiello's okay. for full pies. I would lean Minios. Gotcha, gotcha. Sandwiches, yeah. Aiello's. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. <laughs> yeah, think, thinking back on it, it was really kind of more like. ILOs was like when you had it when you were in on your own as an independent teen, <laughs> you know. ILOs is the a, is the after dice slice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Minios is like Sunday night yeah. family family pie. Dad's gonna go pick it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's coming from Minios. Right, 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 right. And is the Minios in Score Hill the same as Minios in Mount Lebanon? I don't know. We don't go to Mount Lebanon. Yeah, because every time I so I was a South Hills guy, right? So I grew Although, up a couple of house parties. I got you know I knew a couple of people. A couple of parents were out of town. Yep, I'd mm-hmm. make an appearance. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> Mount Lebanon is the way more like concentrated Jewish population in the South Hills for okay. sure. Yeah, and so like all my buddies that went to Mount Lebanon or like you know like. When we would go to Squirrel Hills, Aiello's was the spot. Yeah. Like, we hit Aiello's, uh, especially, like, because my family, my mom's side was all in Oakland, right? right. A bunch of Italians, yeah. uh, Bates Street. And um, so there weren't, like, we were more like Dirty O, right? Because yeah. there's yeah. not a ton of pizza in Oakland. I mean, moment of silence for the O. I know. Oh, that's, that's, that's a tragedy and a, lo- and a loss yeah. of the best French fries that have ever existed on the face of the planet. Well, I was going to say, like, you should, I should try and track down... I mean, you can't recreate the grease that is the dirty O, right? Yeah. But where did those French fries come from? Where is the supplier? How were they made? I don't know. But I don't know <laughs> if people out there know, but basically the O was you order a small fry, they take an, an extra large fry and dump it on a small uh-huh. thing this big. <laughs> yeah. So as a as a as a you know, a kid with not much money, you really get your bang for your uh-huh. buck there. Yeah. So. I mean, and that, that, that to me encapsulates Pittsburgh. 100%. Yeah. Like you order a medium, but you get an XL. Yeah. Like for that reason, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm not into making individual size pizzas because that's kind of like everybody Smart. and their mother makes a small kind of individualized kind of playing off a Neapolitan style yeah. pizza. It's like a little bit bigger than a Neapolitan. Yeah, but yeah. for for what we're doing, mm-hmm. it's like I want this to be. This is not an individual pot. Right. This is something that you're going to sit down and share with your friends. Right. It's an experience. Absolutely. It really is. And the 
you know, listen, today's episode is going to be very heavy Pittsburgh, so you're welcome. Because, uh, you know, I do dip into the Yinzer accent every now and then. You know, you got to go down <laughs> dirty, grab a couple things here and there. You're going to go Gorilla Pies. You come to LA. Because, listen, I'm driving by the first time, and I used to, like, date a girl that lived right down the street from your guy's shop, uh-huh. right? And that grocery store, right, which is no Cambridge. longer at, is it still active? It's closed, right? Oh, Cambridge. no. No, they're just, they're just, they are always closed for any and all Jewish holidays. Right. So it okay. feels like they're closed a lot, but <laughs> right, right, right. they exist. They're in operation. So I would, I would go there because like the first time I went there, I was like, they got to have liquor here. It's just mostly Manischewitz, right? Yeah. If there's not a lot of like different <laughs> wines in there. Uh, and, but I saw, I saw the place and I was like, huh, grill of pies. All right, I'll check it out. And then, then the unemployed eater hit it and eater LA hit it. And I was like, okay. Now, now we're talking. And so I start reaching out to all my buddies in Pittsburgh. I was like, do you know what Pittsburgh-style pizza is? And I was like, I, I don't know. So, I mean, I reached out to like 10, 15 people because my uncle owns a bar in Falston, PA, which is Beaver County, mm-hmm. right? They don't make pizza. It's, they're famous for their fish sandwiches. So I called my cousin. I was like, you know Pittsburgh-style pizza? He's like, they put french fries on I was like, no, I don't think that's what it is. Like, I didn't want to ask you. I wanted to, like, do some research to see if I had missed something, to see if I had, like, actually missed what Pittsburgh pizza is. There, there have been a few journalists that have that have written about, mm-hmm. have actually done kind of deep dives into okay. kind of regional style pizza and things yeah. like that and have actually kind of talked about it at length. Yeah. Um, but see, but the thing is, even within Pittsburgh, you have styles that are really famous, made famous within Pittsburgh by mm-hmm. one pizzeria. Right. And then the next pizzeria is not necessarily going to do that. Right. Um so it's it's hard to you know when we're trying to say what the style is for all of Pittsburgh, yeah. To say it's one thing or another thing right now, it's 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 a little difficult to nail down. Yeah. Um, but you know the, the the things that I always go back to is the fact that we we use a lot of provolone. Yeah. Uh, where we we go hard. Yeah. We go hard in the paint. It's yeah. over the top. <laughs> you know, it's always send always, it in, Jerome. It's always a lot of toppings. It's a lot of you know yeah. we you know in Pittsburgh we work hard, we yeah. play hard, and we uh, eat hard. Yeah. So I mean that's kind of the kind of <laughs> it's kind of the ethos. It's a full contact sport in our family. Yeah, it is. <laughs> My wife always said like. Why do you eat so fast? I was like, because you never know when there won't be food left on the table. You got to go at yeah. it. Well, right. our family is, we have another brother and we're okay. all extra large humans. Yeah, big dudes. So when food comes out, like if you don't eat it quick, you're not eating. Look so. out. And what's the other Osher doing? He uh, he works at a fine art print studio. Here in LA? Yeah, here in LA. You, know you guys all came out together? Yeah. Well, That's crazy. Well, we're, we're actually all born here. Really? And then we moved to Pittsburgh young in our lives no uh, like middle school throughout high school Holy shit. then trout like went to different colleges yeah. then we all gravitated back so we all were born here but became you know they said men yeah. in the burp <laughs> in the burp yeah. Yeah. yeah it raised you puts hair on your chest yeah, you yeah. Know? those those critical years when you're a teenager when you're coming yeah. of age when you're yeah. kind of doing everything for the first time and yeah. kind of figuring out who you are as a person uh-huh. For us, that that happened all in, in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's a great place to uh, to like hit those formative years. I mean, in, in my opinion, I would say it's a great place to be from. I don't think I could live there right now. No like ch- as, as no as chance. Well. Yeah, <laughs> but I, mean, I love it. <laughs> here's the thing: like you get so used. It's not just a weather thing. You get so used to the weather, you really do. And when you when I have gone back in the wintertime, like Christmas is whatever, it is an eye opener. Like about how cold it really does get. You forget yeah. how cold it gets, right? Um, but you don't like. There is something magical about like raising a family in Pittsburgh because it is like salt of the earth, like you said. Like you eat hard, 
play hard, you work yeah. hard. Um, and I, a lot of times, I don't know if you get that out here. You yeah. don't. I mean, to me, you know, just the idea, I mean, it's talked about a lot, but just dealing with the, the elements, dealing with the weather, yeah. you know, the idea that when you, you know, when you, when you can't work yet legally, the fact that you're going to go out and, and shovel driveways. Mm-hmm. You don't do that in LA. Right? You got to fight it, for lawn chairs and parking spots. Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it it is real. It's real. Yeah. I mean, I always say my first job was at Honey Baked Ham when I was thirteen. I don't think that that was allowed. I think they were like <laughs> paying me under the table in ham. I was thirteen in ham. Like I was just, here's a ham sandwich. Thanks for coming in. I was a facer early on, and then by the end, like I was glazing hams at 16, 17 years old. Um, but that's just like the Pittsburgh mentality. Is and my wife. She does. She's from Northern California. She doesn't like get the Pittsburgh mentality of like I enjoy working, like I like to work. Absolutely. Right? Like the hard working mentality, just kind of like ingrained in you. Like you don't have an option, even if your family had money. You're like you still got to go get a job. Like work at Bower Hill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I worked at the pool and I worked at the the pizza snack shack. Do you guys ever go to Little Nippers? See, these are all like South Hills. <laughs> yeah. These are all South Hills spots. Um, I I I read your story. I want to hear both of your guys' kind of story, because uh-huh. you being an artist from Pittsburgh, I mean, listen, what people don't realize is there's a ton of musical artists that have come out of Pittsburgh in the last 10 years. Wiz, uh, you know, rest in peace, Mac Miller. Yeah. Um, a lot of super talented guys right. have come out of the city. And when people that aren't from Pittsburgh think about Pittsburgh, like, oh, what's the steel mill like down there? I'm like, that's... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you... Like, when I went to Penn State, my buddies from Philly are like, so is it like real dirty? I was like, what? <laughs> you guys live in a dirtier city at this point than Pittsburgh. Get the hell yeah. out of here. Um, what, but your story is kind of insane because I read something about you lived in Moscow for two years. Yeah. Give like the origin story of Ben Osher and like how Gorilla Pies came to be. So in my former life, I, I you know, went to college in Baltimore, did all, did the, did all the college things. That's mm-hmm. fun. Kind of yeah. fell, in, fell into a career uh, doing publishing, and I owned a, an art magazine called Beautiful Decay. Okay. And I did that for, for many years. Uh, that, was, that was really cool. Then in 2008, the, you know, the, the economy you know, went sideways, and I kind of pivoted and just uh, decided that I needed to dedicate my life to food because cooking is what I do you know, what I've always done and right. what I feel like I was kind of good at. So I just went out there and just tried to find a job and, you know, hopped on Craigslist and there was an ad for Nobu in, in L.A. on Craigslist. And I applied and, you know, kind of started at the ground floor as the Damn. receiver. Wow. You know, just the guy checking in the goods in the morning. Okay. Um, at Nobu here in L.A.? At Nobu on La Cienega. Okay. Um, Did you ever work with a guy named Daniel Johansson? Do you know Daniel Johansson? Not ringing a bell right now. He worked at Nobu. He always wore like white stone wash jeans. What what location though? The one in La Cienega. What years? Probably like 2010, 2011. When, when did it open? Like he like opened it. Uh, I, w- I started six months after it opened. Okay. He might have been there. I don't know. Hey. It, it, part of it. It's a tangent. Never mind. Anyways. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. So I busted my ass and worked for three years super hard, just kind of doing everything that I could. And, uh, and Jake, were you out here at this time? What year was that? <laughs> 2008 through 2011. No, I was I was in New York at that time. Okay, right on. I graduated from college and I was in New York just grinding as a DJ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, right on. Yeah, right. so I just I just kind of nose to the grindstone and kind of my initial experience at Nobu was almost like my culinary school because right. I never went to culinary school. I went to college and got my BA. Okay. 
but formal culinary education is nothing that I ever really had. So starting at Nobu was really a formative experience learning about, you know, Japanese ingredients, you know, how to run a kitchen, how to, how to organize, how to manage people, you know, everything from top to bottom, how to do it at a really high level. Yeah. And I learned, I learned from some of the best. Okay. Uh, just busting my ass. And then three years later, I got an opportunity to, you know, I got offered a promotion to be executive chef at <sighs> Nobu in Moscow. So you worked your way from receiving to then basically, were you like sue at sous chef at so, Nobu and So my, my path is not very linear when okay. it comes to like kitchens. Yeah. Uh, so I started as the back of the house manager. Um, and I was very passionate about cooking. And my chef at the time, Alex Becker, kind of gave me carte blanche to just cook food when you know when I had gotten done with my responsibilities and my job right on. there's always there's always what we kind of call staff meal which mm-hmm. is kind of things that are totally fine yeah. to eat but something that we're not we're not going to serve to the guests anymore right. so there was you know at Nobu we you know because of the precision that everything is broken down there's a lot of really amazing scraps laying around <laughs> yeah so he just said, go to town, make food. Yeah. So, you know, he just gave me the ability to just make food basically for the staff. Yeah. You know, in any restaurant, the staff meal is something that kind of everybody lives on and kind of is, is oh, really helpful for the staff. Yeah. So it's something that I really kind of took pride in and really started cooking a lot and just kind of kind of showing what I could do yeah. just on a creativity level. And then eventually some and of the, the staff co- loved it. Some of the staff loved it. Some of the cooks took notice. And then they kind of invited me to come on my own time and then work at night on the line. That's so I started dope. putting in hours, just little, yeah. just little by little learning the stations. Because as a back of the house manager, I had I knew the the operations. I was in charge of all the ordering and the ins and outs and gotcha. making sure that everything was fixed and worked and where everything was. So I kind of had the the foundation, and then I just started working on stations and kind of learning the actual nuts and bolts of putting together that food. Right, 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 right. So right. I just little by little put in my own time and then slowly started putting in more time and more time and more time and then it's such a Pittsburgh way of doing things, mm-hmm. right? Like just teach yourself, like yeah. figure it out, watch, learn, yeah. listen. You know, work it out. Because, uh, I, I mean, I bartended, worked in restaurants from cook, line cook to waiting tables to everything, you know, bartending, everything in between. Never went to school for it. Not, none of that. Just listen to people, watch them do things and always ask questions and maybe like too many questions sometimes. But like that's the only really way to learn. And I'm not trying to take away anybody that went to culinary school or whatever. I think bartender school is kind of a sham because you just it's really easy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, unless you're making, like, super difficult drinks, like, even then, somebody's going to teach you how to do it. But, uh, like, that, the staff meal, you're right, dude. Fed, when I worked in an Italian place in New York, I lived in New York, like, right before you, maybe. I was, like, 05, 06. Mm-hmm. I was in New York. I worked in an Italian place up there. The staff meal was everything. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, feeding the people is how you keep the kitchen happy. And if the kitchen's happy, the restaurant's going to be happy. So. Absolutely. Especially yeah. when you're, you're actually trying to do something nice. Yeah. Because <laughs> so many places that you go that, like, the standard chicken thigh, overcooked pasta, red sauce, uh-huh. like that. Yeah. that is what you get, mm-hmm. you know, but it's chicken thigh, <laughs> nobody <laughs> uses it in recipe. We, we, we had the ability, you know, at Nobu yeah. that, you know, we, we had really good scraps yeah. and then, you know, we had the ability to kind of you right. know, get creative with it every once in a while. So that was, uh, so then they send you to Moscow. Well, at the end of the day, um, you know, I was I worked very closely with Mayor Tepper, who's one of the one of the owners, and right. because him and I had such a good rapport, and he knew that I was a problem solver, because <laughs> you know, in Moscow, it's pretty much it's a lot of like you need to have a thick skin and be able to to f- make sure that. Did things- you visit him in Moscow? I wanted to, but I was just like 
kind of touring and doing my yeah. you know my artist thing and it was just like a big hurdle to get out there and the paperwork and permits yeah. and all that so unfortunately i didn't but he, he's downplaying the fact that he was also busy being a TV star and winning a reality TV show at the same time. Was that uh-huh. then? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I won a VH1 uh, reality TV show about DJing called Master of the Mix in 2013, I think. Takes you away from Moscow. Yeah. 2013 on VH1. Yeah. I feel like the VH1 maybe, and I'm sorry that I didn't know that, that I didn't do my the research fine. on my, I'm like, I mean, that's amazing, man. That's, I kind of don't even like Look at the Osher family that. just crushing I don't like it, to man. tell people about that, but it was like 10 episodes, elimination style, like, Dude. A, like a chopped, and I won the whole thing, and that's I won. sick. Quarter million. What? So. <laughs> what? That's how I bought my house. What? So, yeah, let's, Dude. Not, let's not talk about that. That's that is insane. <laughs> Yeah. So you're winning a DJ contest. You're in Moscow. What are your parents like? They're like, <laughs> they're they're proud of us. I know they would be. My, hey, my, yeah. Jewish parents exist so they can brag about their children. Right. Right. So right, that's right. Our job is to do stuff so that they they can, can brag. Yeah, our dad's yeah, a, yeah. a broken record for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear that one. My mom's like, I got to tell people at the grocery store at the Giant Eagle. Oh, we got to tell people. Every yeah. cashier knows the whole story. <laughs> every single one. That's the Pittsburgh way, though. We talk to everybody. We tell everybody everything. It's like you know. All right, so you go to Moscow. Yeah. And you're the executive chef for how long? Two years. In Moscow. Yeah. I mean, and this is in what year? This is 2011 through 2013. I mean, it's still the Wild West over there. I was I was in Moscow for the end of the Mayan calendar. That was <laughs> that was a little that was a bit of a bug out because I was like, what if? Yeah. What if everything does crumble and I'm out here? Oh my god. I don't know. We're still not sure if he's a spy. Yeah, right? <laughs> he came <laughs> back. He's a, you he's, or a little, he's a little different since uh, yeah. he got back. So. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Did you speak any Russian? Did you, like, learn some? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, was, I was, you know, you have to. Right. You know, it, it, and whenever I, you know, kind of enter any other situation where there's another language being spoken, trying yeah. to speak the language, you know, I, I speak on a daily basis probably more Spanish than I do English in my mm-hmm. working life. Because everybody around me speaks Spanish, so yeah. you know if you if you're entering another country, I'd do everything I can to speak to somebody with in you. their language because it's totally. just more effective. Yeah, I mean you can't get in like a, I lived in Italy for a minute in my study abroad in college, and I, like this culture shock crushed me so much like the first week because I just wanted to be able to communicate because I can't just get in a camp like. Did you see? I see the Buccos game last night. They stink again. And it's like so. Uh, no, I understand that like culture shock of learning. I mean, when I moved to New York, I had no idea that all the kitchens were ran, run in Spanish, right? And so I basically had to like kind of learn on the fly if I wanted to get any of the food runners to bring any of my meals out. I needed mm-hmm. to learn at least like what the lingo was in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and that's the, I mean, that's a whole culture shock in its own. Is getting from like I was working at a beach bar in New Jersey. Everybody spoke English. Right, it was just that was it was just a South Jersey beach bar where it was just like a surfer. Was like, eh, I guess I'll show up for work today, and I was <laughs> right. like, "All right, well, I'm from Pittsburgh. I show up on time." Okay, I don't know what to, do, what to tell you guys. Uh, but so you're in Moscow, and like, what what are you doing in your off time? <laughs> uh, you know, it was it was a real interesting time. Yeah. Um, I. F- uh, the, most of the people that I was hanging out with when I was out there were it was a mixture of expat journalists, okay. people that worked at like the Guardian, GQ, you know, other other publications okay. that we know of that are just kind of similar to me, where I'm working for an American corporation and I'm out in Moscow. Right. Other people that were other either from 
either from England or the U.S. or U.K. or Australia, just right. people that kind of the expat community. Kind you know, of forms yeah, together. Yeah, kind of forms together. Why don't so. you tell them about the private dinner you did for Putin, dude? <laughs> that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, go on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Like, no. I mean, you had to run into some, like, mobsters and oligarchs. It's not like Nobu is cheap. Yeah, well, you know, there was one time that, you know, I might have helped prepare food to go on a jet to go to a private island off the coast of Vladivostok for Mendeleev, perhaps. <laughs> I, I can't confirm or deny that. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> Holy and, shit, this is insanity, you know, we man. Did a, we did a birthday party for... Putin's daughter. Well, no, the guy, well, the way that it was described to me as the kind of Karl Rove equivalent, you know, kind of a a political puppet master type, and we did his birthday. Look at that. All right. That was interesting. Yeah. Lots of, you know, more security than guests. Yeah. um, Hey, did you guys watch, so do you know the story of the... The Moscow Penguins. Do you guys did you guys see that documentary about it? No, so right when the Berlin Wall fell and like communists fell in Russia, uh, a bunch of people went over there and from Pittsburgh and bought a Moscow hockey team, and it was they called it the Moscow Penguins. Like the Red Penguins is the name of the documentary. That's wow. crazy. And they, uh, I mean, it was the I mean they. There was it was just mobsters running a hockey team. They had no idea that there weren't rules in Russia. There were just like were no rules to be followed. And so like guys were just I mean, it's kinda like the one I just watched about the yeah. the, the trashers. Yeah. Yeah, that right? Did you watch crazy. the Danbury yeah. Trashers? Yeah. That just happened in New Jersey or in Connecticut, yeah. run by mobsters, same thing as this Red Penguins, but you're in like post communist Russia. A year later, yeah. nobody oh. is following any rules. There's no. nothing at all. No. But they love their hockey. So you leave. So you leave Moscow. You're winning DJ competitions, right? Your other brother's a fine artist. Is that was that what we're saying? Yeah, he's a fine art printmaker. Okay, and here in LA, what's the company called? Uh, he works at a place called Gemini. Gemini. Yeah, okay. Gemini yeah, Gel. Super yeah. artist family, like yeah, very different. Talented. Yeah, culinary arts, right? Musical, act. You know. Yeah. Whatever the other kind is called, fine art. <laughs> Dude, were you going to say actual <laughs> art? Yeah, but I was like, well, that, that's diminishing what I do. So fuck that. <laughs> yeah, this, this is not. A, I got a, a, a chat uh, chat question from MW. Who said, did they go to Emma Kaufman as well? Did you guys go to Camp Emma Kaufman? EKC. Uh, I I never went to the full thing, but I went to a couple like pop out. I forget what yeah, it, it was. was. Like teen weekend type. Yeah, yeah. I, I never went full okay. EKC, but I dabbled a little yeah. bit. All yeah, all my buddies from. I remember I got in a fist fight with one of my boys in a cabin. <laughs> That's one of my good memories. I was always. I won, by the way. Yeah, of course you did. <laughs> no, what you said? Six. I'm coming for your head. <laughs> Dude, that is amazing. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Michael J. Fox was a part owner. I used to have the Moscow Pens poster, and he was photoshopped in it before photoshopped exists. They just put Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I he was an owner of the Moscow no Pens. No idea about that. Yeah, the red pens, man. Oh, I Watch. thought you said it would be KC. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Sorry, MW just time to chat again. So, uh, so because my buddies, Josh Selkovich, Shira, uh, Aviel Selkovich, they all went to Camp Emma Kaufman. Andy, all like they were all my buddies. Yeah. I was always very jealous of Jewish kids in sleepaway camp because Italians were like, just go outside and shut up all summer. It's yeah. like what my parents basically told us. Like, Come home when dinner's ready. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. We we didn't do EKC much, but the JCC yeah. was huge. A big for part. Us. Dude, yeah. Junior high night was yeah. everything. Back awesome. In the day. <laughs> Awesome. Every time I got invited to Squirrel Hill to go to JC, it's amazing. It was incredible. And the bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah scene, 
It's like un, is unlike anything else on the planet. I <laughs> it's love a circuit. It's it a is circuit. Yeah, and my name's Josh, and everybody thought I was Jewish until like maybe like the tenth bar mitzvah. The same DJ DJs every bar mitzvah and bat mitzvah. He's like, "Yo, when's your bar mitzvah?" Because I was crushing the dance floor every time, just like running it. And I was like, "I'm actually Catholic. I wanted one of these though, bad, like really bad." The one there was a there was an older woman, and my buddy was like, "Josh, grab me some chicken fingers," because everybody knows the meal at the bar mitzvah. Bar mitzvah. It's chicken fingers, French fries every time, and they're always good. I don't know where they supply them. It's like the French fries at 30 We don't know where they supply them, but they're perfect in every single way. And my buddy's like, Josh, and this woman's like, Josh, congratulations on your bar mitzvah. I was like, oh, thank you so much. She handed me an envelope, and I was like, all right. So I can't steal this, obviously. But I took it to my buddy Josh. I was like, this woman thinks that I'm you, but I'm not going to tell her any difference. So here, here's your money. And he's like, you want to split it? And I was like, no, what? No. I'm not running some sort of racket at your own bar mitzvah. Um, MW says the JCC was a magnet for all things Jewish in Pittsburgh. Yeah. I used to love the basketball tournaments at the JCC. Yeah, that's, we're both like heavy in the basketball tournaments yeah. and the Maccabee games. Yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah. And like clinics, yeah. clinic on weekends. The yeah, we are coaches. Nice. We are, yeah, yeah. we're heavily ingrained in the basketball. Well, we, I mean, we used to play because my, again, my grandma and they lived up in Oakland. So we'd, you know, come to School Hill and yeah. play at the JCC all yeah. the time. Because my brother was really good at basketball. I just had a fat ass and could rebound. Right. So that was all. And my dad was like, my dad was a basketball coach. He's like, don't shoot the ball at all just grab it and give it to your brother i was like yeah. all right that's, that's good parenting right there so you leave moscow but that's like 2013 so what are we doing in between uh so i left did I you left, tour with him i see you know that's, that's no way the, dude the, those <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep my distance we're, we're we're working way too close these days shit gets kind of hairy yeah uh, that's why my brother and i do not work together i love him he's my best friend in the world but i know we can't work together i know for a fact yeah absolutely well so so from moscow i went I went to New York, okay. so I kind of, kind of took a job as as a sous chef, back in New York, um, and just I, I either had an opportunity to go to L.A. or go to New York, both in sous chef positions. Which you know at the time I was an executive chef. It wasn't wasn't necessarily the the most awesome move, but you right. know when you're working in a big co- company and you want to get basically I needed to get back to the U.S. You know, yeah. two years in Moscow was enough. Sure. I wanted to come back, and I had never really done it in New York. Yeah, um, you know, on a on a high level, with a job coming in. Also, New York is where Nobu started originally, yeah. so the opportunity to work in Tribeca at the cool. first Nobu as a sous chef, you know, it felt like that would be a good badge of honor. Yeah. Uh, the the twenty, I knew that the twenty year anniversary was coming up, so to be able to be in the place that where it started and to help kind of celebrate the being in existence for 20 years was yeah. kind of meaningful to me. So right I figured, now. okay, we'll go to New York. Yeah. So I operated as a sous chef uh, primarily. Were you in New York at the same time? What year was this? This was 13 through 15. <laughs> no, I was We're back here. Back here? Yeah. Okay. DJing. You had like a residency club? Yeah. Well, I was, I was DJing like all the Hollywood kind of bottle service clubs. Yeah. And then. Playhouse. Um, yeah. But, well, I'm trying to think that I got kicked out of every one of them. Uh, I, you know, I mean, like I showed up and tried to get on stage with the DJ, and like you probably hated those dudes. And I just <laughs> yeah, I probably bounced you off. The yeah, top, yeah, the exactly. Time. Yeah, you're like, I know this guy's funny. He used to have hair. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, so you're in New York. You're out here. Yeah. And the other brothers out here, or is he in Pittsburgh? Because I love nah. this family. Like this family tree is amazing. Because yeah. I mean, I mean, we all kind of left Pittsburgh and didn't come back. Yeah. But like, Same I think Isaac. I think he was back. Was he back here yet? No. He was in Santa Cruz. He was, a he was in Santa Cruz Santa in school. Cruz. 
Because he moved into my... They call that the University of Pittsburgh of the West. Because <laughs> <laughs> we all... Actually, what happened was Ben, ben was living here, and I was living in New York, and I was living in this, like, in Brooklyn, in this apartment with no windows <laughs> in the middle. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, wintertime when I moved in. I was like, oh, this is cozy. Summer came around. I was like, hell no. Yeah, I was like, one, one summer night, I just almost died in my sleep. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, I gotta go, Ben. And then Ben was like, the apartment above me um, is open. And I was like, I'm coming in two weeks. I'm out of here. My roommates in New York still hate me to this day because I just bounced. But I was like, I gotta get out of here. I hear you, dude. I lived in and a no I, window yeah, apartment too. Then I moved above from Ben. I think that's the time when you moved to to Moscow. Yep. And then after I won. The show, like, because I won that yeah. money, I was like, I need to get a house in the hills. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, rush it. So I moved there, and then my little brother moved into my apartment. Right on. And it's all this building that of a family that when we grew up, when we before we moved to Pittsburgh, when we were in LA, like our one of my brother's best friends, mom owned that building, oh, so nice. we kind of like got ushered in and taken care of over there. Okay. Yeah. And is this the same building where you were kind of running Gorilla Pies before? No. No, no, no. Okay. This, is, this is a different building. Okay. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Now, okay, so then how does Gri- – so you're at Nobu in New York. Then you kind of make your way back here? Right. So from New York, I got a good call from my buddy Miles Thompson, who actually – who I met at Nobu early on. He right was on. he was out in St. Kitts uh, cooking Kitts in the Caribbean. Nevins. Okay. So uh, – My buddy runs a rum company out of there. There you Penn go. State, dude. Yeah. Where's um, it's in, I think it's in Nevis. Yeah, no, not where's it there. at? Where's the Oh, rum? yeah. Brindley Gold. It's <laughs> Brindley Shipwreck, shipwreck <laughs> Rum. It's awesome, dude. They started as just a vanilla rum, and then they were, I mean, marketing a ton. Then it just went to this amazing spice rum. But the vanilla rum, it was a couple of Christmas. I don't think I can drink rum anymore. Like, there, it was just so much rum. <laughs> yeah. Because we had a bourbon sponsor here for a minute, and I was drinking, like, bourbon in the morning. I'm like, this is not good. I got a kid. <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> it escalated quickly. So then you get back here. Yeah, so so I so I went out to St. Kitts, uh, had an amazing six months. Oh, um, so you spent six months there. And okay. uh, I was uh, I was kind of dealing with a, an ankle issue yeah. where I, I just had, I had to get surgery. Okay. So I moved from the Caribbean and I moved moved back to Ojai where my parents live uh, so that I could recuperate. So they moved from Pittsburgh to Ojai. Mm-hmm. Talk yeah. about a relocation. Yeah. Squirrel Hill to Ojai. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ojai's a magical place, man. Yeah. That's, yeah. They could use a good restaurant in Ojai, I think. Outside the Valley Inn, there's not much. It's rough. It's yeah. pretty rough up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, the dining public does it. It's not really, they're not, people don't go up to no. Ojai to like dine out necessarily. Right. People go up to Ojai to like be in private as much, so it's, it, it doesn't really support. Right. Uh, it's more like, I think my friend just opened an ice cream parlor there, that, which mm-hmm. makes sense, because like people go into town have an ice cream and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so I, re- I kind of went up there, recuperated, and kind of got back on my feet. And then I kind of st- I started, you know, picking up some gigs here and there, be it private chefing, catering, filling in for people here and there. I kind of, I res- was resigned to the fact that I wasn't going to cook professionally anymore because I had my ankle fused and oh, it shit. was, you know, I thought that it was time to kind what of happened? do something Running else. Running from the Moscow. <laughs> from the um, monsters we know. He, he undercooked <laughs> one thing and got the, <laughs> got the axe to the ankle. Don't give me the scraps. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, you know, playing ball, playing basketball through my freshman year of college. Oh. And then, you know. Got Where'd a, you go to college? Uh, Goucher College in Goucher. Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Got it, got it. It's a D7 school. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Peyton. 
<laughs> anyway. Um, no, I, 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 didn't make it, I didn't make it past preseason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I made it to preseason. I was like, no way. I'm waking up at 6 a.m. for D3. Damn. Get out of here. Where'd you go to school? Uh, I started in Northeastern and then transferred oh, to Emerson. Nice. Boston. Fuck yeah, yeah. yeah. Good Boston schools. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Emerson's got a huge population out here. Like, it's Yeah. A, it's a big deal. They got that huge building on Sunset now. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So you're in L.A. You're back in L.A. You had resigned. You're never going to back in L.A. Kind of, kind of getting back on my feet and just kind of scraping together, private chefing, catering things. Um, And then I started a sauce and marinade company called Just Add Beer with a good friend of mine uh, that I had, you know, who was a former business partner. Shout out, Fubs. Big Fubs in the building. And Miss Heather. You went full TJ there. I appreciate it. <laughs> Shout out, Fubs. Maybe one of these. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> in any case, uh, so we uh, we started a sauce and marinade company called Just Add Beer, which was a really cool concept where, you know, I had three different flavors and kind of basically created something where you would mix beer at different ratios to either make a sauce, a marinade, or I love a that idea. Yeah, no, it was super good backyard cool. Pittsburgh barbecue. Just. Yeah, no, it was it was it was a good thing to start, and it was something that I felt like it would be kind of create a different path in food, but oh, yeah. still be creative. And you know, it it's still around, still kicking. I I unfortunately kind of had to shift my focus because sure. uh, at the end of the day, it, it my my joy is in creating uh, foods and and flavors and things like mm-hmm. that. The 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 nuts and bolts of trying to roll out a retail product in it's jars really is uh, it's a serious grind yeah, that, a, yeah. that I think I underestimated yeah. how how hard it is to you know break into grocery mm-hmm. you know anybody out there trying to do it have fun good right. luck because right. it is tough yeah my yeah. cousin just started a cousin from Bethel Park uh, started a kimchi company they they just got into Whole Foods uh, but all in just like Northeast so. Rhode Island, Boston, Maine, yeah. you know, those that that market. And it's amazing. It's um it's called Chi Kitchen. If you ever make like a, a, a like a one off kimchi pie, I got the kimchi for you. But okay. yeah. Cool. I mean, cause you would probably down the line make some sort of sushi pie, like on a one off kind of a thing, right? It's it's not out of the question. Definitely do definitely some sort of Japanese inflected pizza right. sushi. It's a, you know, okay, it's right, like a poke. Know. Yeah, I get it. I, I get it. It's not raw like, fish on pizza. Yeah. It's a, How are you gonna cook the pizza? You gotta you would have to do it afterwards. <laughs> yeah. That, you know, yeah. you know, the smoke. Yeah, I don't do the thinking here. Yeah. <laughs> you could, it, it could be done. Pokey yeah. bars. Pokey bars. Okay. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Relax. All right. Go ahead. Um, I don't, I don't no, no, no. So, so, but so I wanted like after just that beer was when you right. started thinking cheap. So, well, not exactly. So I was working on just that beer, doing doing working on sauces and kind of uh, work working in restaurants and also taking on on catering gigs and just kind of doing a million different things. Sure. Just kind of it was lot. also helping Kalise do a bunch of private yeah, did, things I, for her. <clears throat> oh, I yeah. Did do a did, did do you a bring little, all the milkshakes to the bar? I did all of that. Yeah, all of that. she didn't even bring them. He had to bring them. <laughs> Talk about false advertising there, Khalees. Yeah, My no. <laughs> did you hook up the Khalees thing? No. She, okay. No, actually, uh, a good friend, Danny Lee, um, who's a director producer, um, he uh, did did a project that involved her. Um, with some other guys co- called Ghetto Gastro. Okay. And it, was a, it was a Spotify show that they were working on, and they kind of connected the dots, and then Khalees needed some help out in L.A. She has the Ghetto Gastro dudes. 
they asked. Ghetto gastro, like gastro meaning stomach, like it was. Yeah, food. Yeah, food. Okay. They're they're on they're on Instagram. They gotcha. do they do a lot of real real dope stuff. Travel okay. around, deal with you know, cook with a lot of celebrities. That's do awesome. a lot of kind of uh, kind of uh, creative things all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they connected me with Khalees, and it was it was super fun. We we connected on a on we're. Khalees and I are kind of the same age, almost right. identically, and you know, you know, being the same age and kind of coming from the same generation, we got along super well. And got married. And <laughs> <laughs> no, she has a very beautiful family. Okay, right but on. um, but no, that was that was that was a fun fun little yeah wrinkle in my career. Okay, yeah, for sure. Khalees is chef, awesome, just amazing. <laughs> and then, so then, how does Gorilla Pies come about? So I. When I kind of figured out that being a sauce baron was probably not in my future, mm-hmm. um, I decided that I was going to just get it, go back to having an executive chef job. Yeah. Um, so uh, somebody that I actually knew through Jake, a gentleman named Brian, was a server at a Mama Shelter Hotel Oh, yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Been there I got, a few times. <clears throat> yeah, I got wind that they needed a new chef, and Brian was on the inside and kind of connected me with the general manager. Oh, yeah. I had an interview, and one thing led to another, and I got the job. Right on. Because my, my wife used to work for a company called Show Me Your Moon, and they did a Barbie event there. I don't know if you remember the Barbie event. But <laughs> I don't think I was there at that time. Okay, yet. yeah. They did, like, they had launched, they did, like, a co-thing with Barbie, and everybody was dressed in pink. And uh, But I we've been there a couple times for dinner, so maybe you were there when we were there. I don't know. It was always a good meal, so. Yeah, yeah right. no, it was, it was fun. It was good. It's a great, cool location, too. Look at that rooftop. Yeah, no, it yeah. was it was, it was was a ton of fun, but it also kind of coincided with COVID happening oh, and, right, right, right. you know, having indoor and outdoor and also it being a hotel you can only imagine that there was you know there was some difficulties so sure. we shut down initially <clears throat> reopened just the rooftop did that you know throughout like as as long as we could within sure. you know when we were allowed to be open within capacity and you know safety guidelines and everything and that that went really well did but you ever then, dj up there no nah, didn't have a budget for me <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. Meet my quote, dude. Meet my quote. I get it. I get it. Yep. Yesterday's yep. price is not today's <laughs> price. <laughs> well said, my man. Well said. Well said. Um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, you know, when the second round of shutdowns started happening in around Thanksgiving time, they just started cutting people. Right. And, you know, that was that was that. Right. It wasn't personal, yeah. but it was just, you know, they just... It should happen to a right. lot of people. So ba- knew what was happening. Yeah, so basically... Once he, you know, that kind of subs- subsided uh, the mom shelter thing, you know, we're all stuck in the house. It's a pandemic. We can't really do anything, see people. But he lives two blocks from me. And growing up, we would, our family every Sunday would have pizza night. That was like yeah. a thing. We'd like. Did you make the Sicilian in the oven or were you doing? No. It? Well, like we would order. This is like uh, back to even back to Pittsburgh days. You yeah. know, we'd, I forget what our pie was. We'd order like a white pie Ooh. with bacon and tomato. Oh. Yeah, Papa Jay's like used to make one of those in Carnegie. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but basically we were like so bored and yeah. we were like basically only hanging out with our tr- each other and our girlfriends. <laughs> so he's like, you know what, I'm going to start making dough and stuff and like really like dove into that and we just started doing our pizza nights for ourselves. Yeah. And he started really dialing that in and then at some point he was like, you know what, like everyone's dialing doing like these a, little... Like a DJ really yeah, dialing them. Everyone's doing these <laughs> pop-ups and this and that and he's like, yeah. let's... Let's let's do one, you know, and we're just literally he's making pizza. We're just sitting in his kitchen and we're like tossing around names and stuff. And, you know, the whole idea of it was kind of like 
you know, it's kind of like an underground guerrilla, yeah, like yeah. GUE oh, yeah, movement. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, but Gorilla the Animal is a lot cooler and, and mo- a lot more like marketing kind of, you know, it's just a better image. And then, you know, we're just like right there. We're like Gorilla Pies and we both are like... Yeah, and are you the gorilla go. on the logo? I am. That's yes. why I had I had to rock the hat today. I had, yeah, I had to it's dope. embody the logo. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, he was, you know, launched the pop up out of his apartment, and it was got moving, started getting some buzz on the yeah. pop up front to the point where other like next door app people started hating on us because we we're like you know not exactly you know yeah, it wasn't legal. Yeah, <laughs> I mean <laughs> not that's fine. And illegal then, now. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, you know. It's cool. And then we're like it's a cool way to do it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the time it just it just felt like I mean, my grandma used to sell meatballs out of the back of her house. My yeah, great grandma. I mean in Oakland. Yeah. In general, you know, I'm Jewish, I'm pretty paranoid, pretty cautious, <laughs> you know, like like following rules in general. Yeah. Ken does. <laughs> Ken's not I, Jewish, he just is a big rule follower. <laughs> and he's Russian. So. But at the at the end of the day, when I w- felt like I had the rug pulled from under me, losing my job, and just feeling like society didn't know what was happening, yeah. you know, everything was kind of breaking down, and you know, all the norms are kind of out the window. Go full gorilla. Yeah, I said, "Fuck it, man. Yeah. You know what? What do I have to lose at this point? Yeah. Let, let me let me just do it instead of like being you know paralyzed by like here's all the things that I need to do it right. It's yeah. like just." Do the thing, put your passion and love into it, and just be authentic with it and see what happens. And were you just running it out of, like, a regular stove in the apartment? The the cheapest possible GE still oven you could buy at, like, Sears. Uh, (laughs) Like like I had in my old apartment. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Yeah. it it couldn't be a more low-end oven. But, I mean, I got 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 baking steel. So it's, you know, it's, I think, five-eighths inch... Uh, slab of just Damn, steel, Pittsburgh steel, right there. Exactly to cook on top of, and if you do that, and you and you get your steel um, almost at the bottom of the oven, you're almost kind of emulating what a deck oven kind of is, because okay. it's you know classic deck oven with the long rectangular door. It's heated all from the bottom, right? And it's a small space, so that creates the pizza. So I got two steels, and just. Turn the oven on full blast. Dude, you're like, you're kind of a genius. You're like a madman. <laughs> you know, I'm a bit of a mad scientist. Every yeah. Once in a while, when yeah. I have when I have a goal to complete, you know, I'll I'll Let's do go. some I'll do some some Let's wild go. shit. Yes. So I basically kind of recreated the, a deck oven environment in my home oven, mm-hmm. and just kind of started working on the technique and started making pies that I was really proud of. And I thought hey, people would want to buy this. Blow your mind the first time, like the like some of those pies. Yeah, but I'm also his brother, so I bust his balls. Yeah, of course. That's what brothers are for, right? My brother's my biggest critic. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, and then, because how how are we running a pop-up? Like, how many pies were you selling, quote-unquote? Yeah, I mean, on a daily basis, I would would say, like, 10 to 15 was probably the max. Nothing crazy, but it was just, like, a little, little, you know, money and just... You know, just him a, getting some money for what he makes. You know? yeah, it was like yeah. a pizza speakeasy, honestly. Yeah. You know, it was like everything Genius. was done on text by a Venmo. Uh, big, big shout out to Brandoni Pepperoni, which is <laughs> a, genius name. another homie that do, that that does it in in Hollywood. And he's he started out, and I kind of saw what what he had done and kind of the model. You know, of reserve reserve via text, send the Venmo link, mm-hmm. send the money. 
establish the date and time of pickup at curbside. Done and done. Yeah, you know, when you sometimes you just you need to see somebody else doing it to to be like, oh, this is this is something that that can be done, right. and then I kind of. Uh, Use that as a, as a bit of a inspiration, as a jump off point of some, of a way to operate. Uh-huh. You know, just printed up some menus and kind of just with the shoe leather and the elbow grease. You know, back to Pittsburgh. You know, knocking on doors. Can oh, yeah. I mow your lawn? Can I? You know, can right. I shovel your driveway? Right. Same exact thing. But yeah. here's some pizza. You want it? So Damn. just you know, putting it in dry, put it in mailboxes, put it on people's windshields, and then. Uh, the the coffee roaster, which is uh, <coughs> Steve's coffee roaster, which is on the corner of Ventura Canyon and Ventura Boulevard. Okay. Uh, right by Woodman. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Got to give a big shout out to those guys. Um, they did. They were super supportive. You know, just really. Right by really, Petit Trois, right there, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like a couple about a, bl- down. a block down. Okay. Right next to that is a Kaya. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The Japanese spot. Yeah. Wait. Right? Izakaya M. Yeah. Because yeah. Izakaya is right next to that Italian. There's an Italian place right next to it. Yeah. Like yeah, La Cava. Yeah. In, the exactly. coffee roaster is in between it's the in between. Italian spot and the Izakaya. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Because that La Cava is actually pretty good Italian food. If you guys ever check it out, it's pretty good. Cool. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So they, they were just super supportive and kind of talked it up and also, you know, just supported, supported by having the menus there. And then I Word of mouth. did a brief pop-up where I was doing a breakfast calzones. Did you guys ever have DP dough back in the day? Do you guys remember DP dough? That that was like uh, that was at Penn State. I th- I thought Pitt had a DP dough location, but I'm not sure. But it was all calzones. They did buffalo yeah. chicken. They did yeah. every ingredient, but they made a really good breakfast calzone. Anyway, right. huh? Yeah. Anyway, so I, d- <laughs> I I did I started doing breakfast calzones, actually selling them at the coffee yeah. shop, which was another kind of foray into just introducing what Gorilla Pies was. Uh, we definitely hope to get that launched back again once we're right a little yeah. bit more. No one really does breakfast calzones. No, I guess like like in twenty. But that was rare. I mean, that's... in twenty twenty, we we bought breakfastcalzones.com. Like no it still shit. existed, you know. Yeah. So like, dude, I'm telling you. Yeah. So before the camera's rolling, I told Ben. So we bought three pies. We got the meatballs. Well, I was gonna get my wife a salad because uh, she was like, I can't. And then she just she she ate all the pizza anyway. So it's fine. Uh, I feel like I'm like crushing my wife today. She's the best. Uh, um, but she and she loves she loved your pizza, right? But so I got the buffalo chicken pizza, and it kind of changed my whole perspective on buffalo chicken pizza. Like it really did because okay. every buffalo chicken pizza that I've ever had is sort of the same. There's a place in San Francisco called Square Pie Guys. Have you ever heard of Square Pie Guys? Square Pie guys kind of started like you guys did. They were just a bunch of dudes working in finance, right? Not that, but I mean, like, not really in the pizza industry. Mm-hmm. Um, started making Detroit style pizza, mm-hmm. you know, like the thicker Sicilian, but like mm-hmm. the smaller. Uh, and then got a pop up. It got really popular. Got a brick and mortar. I think now they have two brick and mortars. Uh, and they make a. They probably make the best buffalo chicken pie next to yours that I've had. Square pie guys, but I mean, and they make fantastic buffalo wings in general, whatever. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the wings at the store, but I'm going to get them oh, next man. time, obviously. Yeah. Oh, man. I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I, I got to like, I got to keep, be able to keep coming back. Yeah, I can't you got to have come with more people so you oh, can order yeah. more. Oh, no. I think I'm going to, yeah. I, I told my wife we're bringing the whole family. I mean, my dad, my dad saw the Instagram post. He's like, the f- is this? <laughs> like you didn't go when I was in town. I was like, hey, dad, it wasn't open yet. We'll, we'll get you there. No problem. So um, next morning, Fried up some eggs, Pittsburgh style, you know, a little over easy. Threw them one on each slice of the buffalo chicken oh, pie. And, that. dude, it was where, where legendary. Where the dog? Come on, man. What's that? You got to do it for the gram. Where are the pictures? <laughs> True, I didn't. I'm an idiot. I'm sorry. Uh, next time. It's okay. I like that, though. He calls me, like, I'm Audible Kitchen is... 
because he's like such a this is my recipe like that i'm like what if we do this and that put it on here yeah that's what i do omaha Chefs, chefs hate that shit, but I, I love it. We do have a super chat I will get to. I promise it's about the Steelers. We'll, we'll wait to the end before we want to vent. Um, but the breakfast, so breakfast calzones, that's a, that's a thought. Yeah. Right? Like maybe like weekend brunch, breakfast calzones. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I like a breakfast burrito, but if I knew a place to get breakfast calzones, you and know. And they're I'm going. good, man. Yeah. They're so good. I make them make them for me, like, on the low. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I can't even post about it because, like, if we people start knowing about it. It's over. So, actually, don't yeah. post this podcast. This is, this is done. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you guys bought breakfastcalzone.com. <laughs> We're done. We're done. Are we going to start doing, like, uh, maybe, like, a DJ set for, like, some nighttime pies in there? Or he can't afford um, you? Nah, it's not about that. It's just, like, the space is small. Yeah. Like, I do want to, you know, start doing some kind of event type things but it's like we're still in in a space like with the press and everything we're so busy just to even get yeah. the pies out and fulfill the orders i saw a guy if the other day walking out with like 10 pies yeah if we throw if we day. throw yeah. you know a dj in there it's like it's a good yeah. tactic well i mean uh, but i keep thinking like the the block party so back in the yeah. day you know i so like i said grew up in south hills we had this place called shemps back in the day it was in bridgeville okay. bridgeville was like 10 minutes from our house uh, and we, our, you said your pizza night was sa- a Sunday. Yeah, Ours yeah. was Friday because sauce yeah. was Sunday, right? Yeah. The time family go, everybody goes to my grandma's or wherever. Uh, and I do, I have a bunch of sauce I want to bring over to you guys. Obviously, you can't serve it, but like for you guys to take home, eat yeah. up, you know, make your own pasta. Please. You know, the Italian way. Got to, as my as my Jewish buddy Josh Elkut says, is the Italians cater the seder. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we. We used to have a block party at Shemp's. They would have yeah. like they would close off the street, and Shemp's did yeah. it for everybody. Yeah, and you guys are in that perfect location. That that's almost like that that part of Burbank. You know, yeah. the valley is a neighborhood. That's a cool little yeah. neighborhood right there. No, nah, and the fact that the grocery store is closed for Shabbat, like Friday yeah. nights, are pretty much a ghost down there. Yeah, so that's definitely something. I want to do. You, 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 were, you both lived in New York. Remember yeah. San Gennaro Festival in Mulberry yeah. Street? Yeah. So I lived at Grand and Lafayette when I lived in New York. Um, I lived in a four-bedroom, one-bathroom apartment with my buddies from college. My room did not have a window, nor did it have a locking door, so that was did awesome. You a, did you have AC, though? We did not have AC. We had one unit for a gigantic loft. We got this unreal loft space, like, but wow. it was... and. But we had one unit that barely got the place below like eighty five, right? Maybe, and we were and air conditioning was so expensive in the summertime. Right. We were spending like nine hundred bucks for an eighty five degree apartment. Anyway, so um, I I told my wife after I had Gorilla Pies, I said these this is a situation where this is like the most memorable pie I've had, mm-hmm. right? Like I can I can name them. I can name Shemps. I can name Pizzaiolo. I can name. You guys never had Furies on Banksville. You guys never on West Liberty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Furies is like uh, Barstool went to it, yeah. right? That because everybody in Pittsburgh talks about Furies, like yeah. on on my side of town, yeah. right? Then you got Aiello's, and then you go up into like there's a couple places in Monroeville, whatever. Those are like from my childhood, what I remember. And then you, I've got Pomodoro on the corner of Mulberry and uh, Spring, mm-hmm. right across from the Spring Lounge. I make a vodka sauce slice that was like blew my mind. Um, DeFaro's in Brooklyn, which is, I mean, you, have you guys had DeFaro's in Brooklyn? Cause you lived in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, I did. Where Where in Brooklyn is that? It's uh, It's out in like Bay Ridge. 
it's we, far. We, I, the, yeah. our, our Brooklyn experience was we went, uh, he actually lived not far from Lucali. Oh, in yeah. Early, in the early days. Wow. Like before it was really, really big. Like yeah. it was popular in the neighborhood, but sure. it wasn't, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce had not gone there. Right, yet. right, right, right. So we, we got to experience that in the early days. Damn, that's, that's yeah, that's like buying property in, where and where people don't know yet, and then twenty years later, you're worth mm-hmm. worth ten million. Um, but like what you guys did with that buffalo chicken pie, and just like the basic, the basic Benny and everything. And seriously, the, I, I'm Amanda, my wife, and I didn't think we could get better than Desano. Have you guys been to Desano on yeah, uh, yeah, Santa Monica? Absolutely, Desano, fantastic pizza. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good pizza, but that Desano was my favorite. But you guys have taken the cake, and that's why as soon as nice. I took that first bite, I was like, much. I got to get you guys on. Um, so <laughs> thanks for making amazing pizza here in LA and thanks for your stories. And I just want to be friends with you guys. To be honest. <laughs> I, I want to be, I want to be part of the block party. I want to do like a, we do a DJ set. Maybe we do some stand up outside I the store. You putting man. You golf uh, all the time. That's my only hobby. Get out of here. I'm a big golfer. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Trappy Gilmore is one of my aliases. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, let's go. I'm, I'm playing today. Um, Where we'll at? talk, uh, out Rusty Canyon. Oh, in Moore park. What do you shoot? What's your handicap? I'm like an eight right now. It's pretty good. We can play? Yeah. All right, let's do it. <laughs> we got Don Shenley, hit it over the road. You know how that goes. When we used to play, as I played uh, in high school, when we played JV against Central Catholic, they played Shenley. Yeah. And Shenley, for those watching, it's a public It's a public course. It's a public park in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Our house was half yeah. a block. We actually lived block on block. that end. No shit. We're on Aylesboro and Forbes, right no where way. it curved, that last block. I wish oh, I had shit. cared about golf then. Like, oh, I would man. go mess around and... Yeah, you know we get kegs and drink them on the greens at night, but uh, golf was a joke. Obviously, at that point, now I'm like a fanatic. Yeah, (laughs) once you start, you can't stop. I mean, it's yeah. I I was lucky enough. Like early on, my grandpa played right because Arnold Palmer was the is the biggest influence of of that whole generation. My grandpa's generation. He taught me golf. He passed away. I just like kept it, and now all my buddies play. Like it's it's basically it's my only hobby, and it's like my social situation. It's just like anyway. the uh, I want I I just want everybody to know about it, and I don't want to yeah. make your life any more busy than it has to be. Awesome. But nah, let's um, all good. Let's make yes. his life terrible and <laughs> blow this shit up. Let's do it, <laughs> man. I like I, I, I our buddy Bill Crawford reached out to me on Twitter today. He's like, you oh, know, those man. are my buddies. Uh, and Bill Crawford has like the dream job in Pittsburgh, working at TV, right? Like that's the that's the Pittsburgh Dude, dream job. And entertainer. Go, we all go way back, but we he's are, a Taylor Allred guy, right? Yeah, but yeah, yeah. when we were in Emerson, we did the LA program. We we're roommates. No way. Have, a lot of yeah. extremely funny stories. Uh, yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> Definitely not safe for work. Yeah, you do. But uh, yep, 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 shout yep, to yep. Billy Crawford, man. We love you. What up, Crawford? Yeah, he's the best, man. Yeah. Uh, he came on early on in the show. I got to get him back. Uh, I know he's just like so busy with, you know, DVE stuff and everything. But yeah. our three-hour difference does help as far as like getting yeah. Billy on shows. Uh, and I was telling him, I was like, dude, you got to get to L.A. ASAP, first of all. Because, you know, he tours with Steve Byrne, who's another Pittsburgh guy. Um but they, like Bill doesn't come out to LA much, and he's like, "Why?" And I was like, "You gotta try this fucking Gorilla Pies place." I told him that on Twitter this morning. I was like, "It's it's bonkers. If what are you guys doing is it's kind of game changing. It's awesome." Thanks, man. yeah, Thanks dude, so much. crushing it. Um, this is the positivity report. Uh, let's do a quick update. So you were talking about like pivoting and everything. So not like pivoting, but like doing things outside your comfort zone. Creativity. Uh, we created a board game here. It's called Futility: The Actual Game of Living. Okay? All right. 
We're twenty six into twenty six thousand into a thirty thousand dollar goal to get the game made. Twenty six thousand six sixty five. You guys can hit the QR code. I'm gonna give you guys some business cards. You want to throw them out? I'd like the the register at Gorilla Pies. Uh, we're, we want to hit that thirty thousand dollar goal by Friday. Because then once we hit that goal, the game is made. We're making. It. We got three hundred twenty two backers. And then we start hitting those stretch goals. I, I want to do like a Pittsburgh expansion pack because basically what it is is it's like Cards Against Humanity meets the game of life. It's a raunchy card game meets a classic board game. Uh, and make your way around the board and every situation that you pull from the cards is like, you know, opened up a pizza shop, the cops closed it down on the first day. Not that they did that. Or like went to Moscow to be an executive chef and got kidnapped by a Russian <laughs> oligarch and put on his jet for two weeks, right? Something like that. So, you know, won a DJ contest. It's a guy from Pittsburgh owns a house in the hills that's a good one there can be bad ones good ones so it's like it's just sunday pizza night at the osher house you guys have a couple pies you play some futility of the actual game of living i think your your brother isaac would really appreciate it too so <laughs> 20 we're almost at 27k let's get there today 30 by friday and we may not have a show tomorrow Ikaika Shively, the ken is running the ones and twos ken can you put your camera on or no or the mic on maybe I'm just trying to stay away from his mic. But, uh, <laughs> yes, I'm out. I'm going to New York tomorrow for comedy. Yes. Uh, Ikaika is um, he uh, may not getting be better, here. hopefully. So Ikaika Shively, he thinks it's just a stomach thing, but we want to make sure he gets tested and it's not COVID. Be safe out there, everybody. Uh, but we do have a big show Friday, and we have I have a game show I do here called Josh Pretty, right? Would like to get you guys involved with it. If you guys want to come on and compete against each other, it's the easy. It's not about your brains. It's about the answers. Every question's either or. Right? I will kill him. <laughs> <laughs> You'll die trying. <laughs> he's not a man. He's a piece of iron. Um, so yeah, let's get to thirty by Friday. We got all kinds of fun stuff happening on the channel. Ben, Jake, thank you so much for being here. Um, so thank you. Us. You're in LA. I know there's a lot of people that, that listen and watch this show that live in LA. Tell the people where Gorilla Pies is. Gorilla Pies is at 12417 Burbank Boulevard. Uh, Basically, by- corner of Burbank and Whitsit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hit us on social media at, at Gorilla, Gorilla Pies. Pies. I'm you- JCO, that's Chef O's. You see it on the screen. See it. Hit it. Follow us. Tell us how much you love us. Yeah. Or hate us. <laughs> and then we'll fight you later. <laughs> and I'm just going to, I swear, I'm just going to come in with like an old tube TV, like back in the day, and just plug it in. Like, watch I mean, I'm trying to make that happen. Yeah. He's, he's too busy cooking, but I'm trying to chill there. So it's, I mean, it's a community yeah. atmosphere. Ken yeah. uh, Knapsack. What do you got, buddy? I just want everyone to know, uh, the House of the Dragon teaser trailer, oh, yeah. uh, I'll be having an episode of Casterly Talk out today. If you want to tweet me your reactions at, at Casterly Talk about what you loved about it, I'll be doing an episode later today. I was going to be doing it today, then a kaika fell off a cliff, so I'm here now. <laughs> uh, but to let you all know, uh, just use the hashtag Casterly Talk on Twitter, and I'll include your reactions in the episode coming out later today. Ken is like the foremost authority on Game of Thrones. That's not right. He's like... He wrote a book about Star Wars, and he's... He seems pretty serious about it. Game of Thrones genius. Extremely serious. You guys watch the show. My roommate, like, just rewatched the whole thing, and I wanted to kill him. (laughs) I loved it. I watched the whole thing one time through, but I'm not a big rewatcher. Oh, okay. No, I get it. it, uh, The rewatch of Game of Thrones is an investment. Yeah. It's an investment. Yeah, it's like every time I come to my living room for a month, I'm like, dude... Get the hell out of here. And Ben probably hasn't watched anything in five, six months. I mean, you just, as soon as you get your day off, you're just asleep. It's, it's tough. He's it's rough. tough. I, I'm, I'm cur- currently just, just got into the Vikings. Oh, so man. Like season two, season three of Vikings. Vikings is so dope. That's, that's, the, that's the current. Billions right now. Billions, maybe. dude. That season finale. 
Come on, Bill. In was succession, that the finale? That was this past one was the finale. Damn. Yeah, I know. No spoiler alerts. I haven't even. I haven't even. You would love billions. It. No, no, I love the show. I just yeah. am not up to date. Right, 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 right. The whole season. So much TV to watch. Check out Only Murders in the Building. Very funny. It's a New York based show. Steve Martin, Martin Short, Selena Gomez. Also, the other New York based show, which might be the funniest show on TV right now, is called The Other Two. It's on HBO Max. Two seasons, half hour comedy. It's about a family in entertainment. And it's like Molly Shannon's in it. Uh, that's pretty much like the only name in it. Ken Marino from Wet Hot American Summer. At check it out. I, I highly recommend b- both of those shows. I used to host a show called TV Talk, so I'd watch a f- ton of TV. But I'm yeah. not. I'm not an expert on Game of Thrones like Ken was. I hosted one Game of Thrones after show for one episode and almost left the internet afterwards. So <laughs> mm-hmm. they take their Game of Thrones serious, Ben. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, it's not <laughs> They call it a game, but it's not a game. It's not a game. It's not, a game. <laughs> it's not at all. Real serious. <laughs> Guys, Gorilla Pies, if you're in L.A., check it out. Uh, I can't wait for this breakfast calzone. I don't want to hype it up too much. And I don't want to make your life miserable, but I might be I mean, we might time. be able to hook you up off. A little side, you know, <laughs> blow a back door. Right. Shove at your door. <laughs> hey, guys. Ma- oh, this guy again. Uh, ben Osher, Jake Osher, uh, at JCO on Twitter, at Chef underscore Osh on uh, Twitter and Instagram. No, just Instagram. Yeah. You're both Twitter and Instagram, uh, JCO. Uh, this is the Positivity Report. We're here every single day, Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. Pacific. Thank you for everybody. Real quick, we do have a super chat. It's from our buddy, Drew Castillo, who said, The Steelers are in last place in the AFC North. All right, Jesus. And it looks like Big Ben should have retired last year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Maybe a first-round QB in next year's draft. I don't like the idea of drafting quarterbacks. I like the idea of trying to steal one or sign one from somewhere. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, Aaron I Rogers? think Ben is... Ben is hurting. It's real bad. He's he's got to go. Unfortunately, listen. The guy brought us two Super Bowls. Yeah. I can't get mad. He took us to three. We won two. I can't be upset. You got to know your limits. But you, you got to know. He's like he's isn't he our age? He's our age. Yeah, like yeah. you know. I can't. I, I'm not playing football to, anymore. Listen, to, like, to me, why to, is he? To the, as just a counterpoint to your point. Hit it. Yeah, st- you know, stealing quarterbacks. That's fine and all. But if we could maybe maybe if found another slash type. Oh, Cordell you know, Stewart. You know, huh? like a little yeah. somebody that comes out of the Wait, comes out. We need we need a quarterback exciting. that can run. We do need a quarterback that can Because that's the that's the game now. Like all these. Look at Kyler Murray. Look at Lamar yeah. Jackson. Look at yeah. Russell Wilson. I mean, yeah. if we've shown it. anything, they can actually last in the league if they stay healthy. Yeah. And no line. And the ones that could run are like generally tougher and they're not gonna, you know, get injured as much. Yeah, and how are they Jake gonna def- how are they gonna defend our run if we have a dope running game and With and, a, and a quarterback that Come can on. also move. Come on, Watch we got to make a power play for a quarterback for we sure. Do. We really do. I'm bringing you guys on the Pittsburgh Sports Nap podcast. It's every Wednesday, 3 p.m. here on the channel. <laughs> okay, get your ear holes ready. Get your pierogies and sauerkraut. Yeah. <laughs> you can shut your mouth and you listen to the podcast. Okay, pierogi, Pete, and sauerkraut. Saul will be there. Jalapeno Hannah is hot. Don't tell me no different. Okay, she's a hot pierogi. Uh, thank you guys both for being here. A lot of fun. Uh, remember, every single day you choose positivity. It's an act of choice. Call somebody, text them, tell them you love them. It matters. It's way easier to love than hate. Find the good. We'll see you tomorrow.